This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. I'm going to put them in cuffs and spank your ass raw, understand? Rest in peace, break home. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are back in season nine, now on episode two. Chris, how are you feeling about this season so far? Are you are you excited? Are you into this? Do you want right to quit the, do you wanna quit the podcast? Do you want to do well, unfortunately I have I have some news. Um, oh, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm too I feel like I'm feel like I'm sort of two episodes into season nine right now. Okay. Uh, that's how I that's how I feel. Yeah. That's a good feeling like, to have when you are two yeah, episodes. I feel like I'm a, I, I, I'll give or take like one or I'm like I'm two episodes in. Okay. That's how I feel. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Um I'm feeling season nine. I'm I'm kinda of, I'm I'm digging this. Like I'm I like where this is going. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I definitely have some issues that we're gonna be discussing throughout this podcast and I'm uh, pretty excited to get into it. I'm actually surprised at how much I was remembering because uh, I can even remember like watching the commercials. I think that was a big part of it, as I used to just watch the CW for some reason when this was on. <laughs> so I, I would see the commercials for Supernatural all the time. Interesting. I don't know that I've ever like tuned into the CW for anything other than I don't know what else I would have been watching, but I mean, knows? Vampire Diaries, maybe? Vampire Diaries? I didn't watch that live. I watched it on DVD. Smallville, maybe? That's right. I definitely didn't watch Smallville. College Chris, I don't know what he was up to. <laughs> was uh, was Veronica Mars on CW? That feels like a Veronica Mars show. Uh, or feel like a CW show. Maybe. I... Nikita was on. Ooh, I remember um, Nikita. Or what, what was yeah. the uh, what was the Jennifer Love Hewitt where she was two Jennifer Love Hewitts? They, they, they... That, no, that, that was, that's, it was Sarah Michelle Gellar who was two Sarah Michelle Gellars. <laughs> Is there is, is that Jennifer not, Love? Is that not the same Jennifer person? Jennifer Love Hewitt was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, was Ghost Whisperer. She's Ghost Whisperer. I don't know what that is, but okay. Um, well, was, that's what we're covering. After we were, we were watching Nikita. That's what all we need to say. It was Dollhouse yeah. a, a CW show, or that was probably Fox. I don't know. Yeah, Dollhouse he, feels like WB, like before it was before CW. She, <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into this episode, uh, I want to take a minute to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Our most recent person was Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Um, thank you, Ashley. And uh, we are, we're edging closer to that $500 a month goal. And uh, you guys upping your pledges and you guys adding your own, your, your new pledges is getting us closer and closer. That goal gets us doing two monster weeks presents episodes uh, per month. I tease this on the last episode but i am super excited with the stuff we have in the hopper i finally started watching the first suggestion recently so <laughs> we're a little bit behind on this but we're trying to burn out uh, cowboy bebop before we really start taking on yeah, the uh, yeah. listener stuff but I, i'm super excited about it all of those will start trickling out on the patreon feed uh, in the next few months so thank you to all of you who do that and also yeah, if you sign so. up you just get all of those back episodes so like if you want more jeremy and chris there's three what, what, there's like 15 episodes on the patreon feed now that you can just go listen to Something that's not like that. yeah it's yeah. crazy like it's insanity in there so just just go do it and i know this is probably this seems simple to most folks like jeremy greer and it should be simple to chris Mosier, who's done a podcast for 
four years now, this one for two. But you can just, when you're on Patreon, you could take those episodes, you could take that RSS feed, you could put it on whatever podcast <laughs> app you use. I didn't know. I would I would never listen to Patreon stuff whenever I subscribe to Patreon for, for people because it was like, oh, it's just, it's on a website. I'm not going to do that. No, you can get it right in, right in your damn iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody should have told me that, you know, and you know what? People did tell me that, but I didn't listen. So, listener, if, if you're one of those people, you can do it. You can put it on your iTunes. <laughs> And if you're you're a patron, you get access to our Discord, and we have a whole channel set up just for tech support stuff. So if you have questions about how to do that, uh, just at me on the Discord, and I will take care of you. Um, like I took care of Chris months and months and months ago when we first had a Patreon feed, but he <laughs> neglected to do until likely yesterday. <laughs> it was only when Jess asked that I was like, oh, I should probably figure this out now. Uh, Chris, catch us up on Season 9 so far. All right. Last time on Supernatural. Breakups are hard. Castiel has been through plenty of ups and downs. Some, like the angels falling from heaven, were more literal, literal than others. But when he, when the newly human Castiel falls in love with, the, or, I'm sorry, he doesn't fall in love, falls in with his new angel girlfriend Hale, she tries to drag him along on a road trip to the Grand Canyon. Not knowing what to do, Cass calls a relationship crisis hotline, aka Dean, uh, who tells him, "No, Cass, you got to dump her. Don't ask questions. I just don't think she's right for you. I'm sorry, but I gotta go. Sam, Sam is in an angel coma, and Crowley is still in my trunk." Not knowing how to break the news to Hale, Cass decides breaking her neck is easier than breaking her heart, and crashes her car and stabs her with an angel blade, effectively ending their relationship. Meanwhile, just as Sam is finally accepting his own death, he gets secretly possessed by the angel Ezekiel and is saved from the brink of death. But if he finds out about the possession and ejects Ezekiel, both of them will die. Extremely good. Also, Castiel knocked blood. He did, and he knocked blood. We can't, we can't forget that part, of course. Uh, today we're covering season nine, episode two, Devil May Care. This was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Guy B. This premiered on October 15th, 2013. Abaddon Rises. Dean shocks shocks Sam. Boy, that's a bringing back this first grade (laughs) speech therapy lesson. Uh, Dean shocks Sam by popping open the trunk of the Impala and showing him that he has kidnapped Crowley. (laughs) Kevin freaks out when he sees the King of Hell, but Sam and Dean convince him they need Crowley to find the demons on Earth. Meanwhile, Abaddon reemerges and plans to take over Hell. Um, I like this episode quite a bit. I uh, I find it really weird that. And we're going to get here in a little bit, but I, I find it really strange that like they just decide to kidnap, but not decide to kidnap, but they decide to keep Crowley, and like the whole thing is like, tell me where some demons are. Like that still feels yeah, that was, feels very small scale to me. When right? was that ever their mission? Like, give me some names. I'm like of who? <laughs> like uh, uh, guys possessed by demons. What what are you going to do with that? Look them up on Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah. What are, what are you going to do? Like, I don't understand. I don't. I don't really get this. Uh, we start out with our, our then segment, Our Road So Far, which is pretty much just like who Abaddon is. Uh, Sam is super sick and uh, Ezekiel has possessed Sam, right? Um, and then we kind of get this mixed cold open, which is split in between two or three scenes that I find very confusing. I thought they were just skipping the cold open at first, but at first we see like somebody dragging this body bag into a bathroom and then it just cuts over to Sam and Dean just chilling in the park together. Yeah. Yeah. We got some like serial killer shit, but then it's like quickly just, they cut to Sam and Dean disgusting, just discussing how Cass, he lost his halo. He lost his wings. He lost his harp or whatever the hell he had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are Dean's words. Yep. Um, yeah. And they just, they basically, they talk about the fallen angel problem. They discuss how Crowley is still in the trunk. Um, and it's just sort of catching Sam up on the stuff that he missed last episode since he was out for all of it. Um, since he was, since he, was, he was touched. 
by an angel. Yeah. Uh, Dean says he was going to kill Crowley, but he thought, what would Sam Winchester do? And Sam says to that, I would have stabbed him in the brain. Uh, that's really good. Thank you, Sam, for, for wanting to do that. Uh, it's like, wait, what? You spared Crowley? But Dean just walks over and was like, hey, here's Crowley in the trunk, where he was all of season nine, episode one, which we kept forgetting to mention, even though I yeah. specifically said I was going to mention it a bunch. But uh, yeah, he's just been chilling there. And uh, we go back over to Serial Killer bathroom time. And uh, now that the bathroom is lit up by some candles, there's a bunch of weird symbols on the floor drawn in kind of blood. Uh, there's weird demon smoke kind of swirling above this this bathtub. Uh, the, this this dude who dragged the body in there, who whose eyes go black as he like cuts his wrist open and drips blood on this like kind of burned body that we see. And then uh, the smoke, the demon smoke, kind of turns to this weird glowy flaming thing and a very cool CGI mm-hmm. effect. I think mm-hmm. I, like, I like this a lot. And then there's a, a flash of light. This demon is thrown back, and then Abaddon is back with her original vessel because everyone liked this actress a whole lot. So who cares yeah. about any of this? And she's naked. Oh, and she's naked. I'm glad you said that because I literally have naked in caps lock in my in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like we see her naked, but nobody's ever naked in Supernatural. It is it is unusual for somebody to be like straight up naked and for them to do the the butt tease camera angle, right? Like the yeah, the thing yeah. that it goes up like it's going up the leg and then it just moves over to the hip just a little bit so you don't get any mm-hmm. of that good good ass crack that i guess people are craving i don't know good good ass crack <laughs> yeah. you know how it is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. i mean of course we used to get like people in showers being eaten by bugs or whatever all the time back in old episodes but we don't anymore so it's true it's like what are they doing we're close uh dean we go back over to, to dean who is arriving back in the bunker uh bringing some what looks like a just a whole bo- like box full of chicken and uh, immediately gets a crossbow bolt shot at him. That's that. You know, yeah. Luckily, it hits the railing, and uh, it was Kevin. And uh, Dean's like, he's like, you're alive, and he's like, almost only because of your bad aim, Katniss. Because yeah. uh, Dean is 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 just just he's a, a big fan. He's a huge Hunger Games fan, Chris. Like, like can we get yeah. into this? Like the times that that Dean would have watched the entire four movies of of Hunger it's Games. Just like it doesn't it doesn't strike me at all as, as odd that Dean would. Like of all the movies for Dean to get into, like he would think that the Hunger Games is sick. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that Dean liked Peta or the other guy whose name I've already uh, forgotten? It's like fucking Gale or sort like it's, it's Gale, or right? Like it's Ga- no, no, wait, Gale is a Dark Souls boss, man. We can't, it can't be Gale. Oh fuck! You're gonna I don't make me, know. You're gonna make me Google what this fuck. I always is. hated Peta because let me tell you, I hated Peta when I read that book because his name is Peta because his name is Peter. Peta. Yeah. His name is Peta, and he makes bread, like pita bread. Yeah, it's really dumb. And it, it makes me so upset. Like his name could have been fucking sourdough at that point. It makes sense it's that dumb. that book started off as um as fan fiction, right? It's Twilight right, fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it, his name is actually Gale, by the way. And this, and we are firmly in just completely. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah, just so off topic track. right now. Um, so. Kevin is excited to see Dean, um, but he's been having some problems, Chris. He's been trapped yeah, the in this bunker. bunker's been, like, shut down. It locked it down when the angels fell. Uh, he's had no food. He uh, hasn't been able to leave. And then he tells Dean in kind of a whisper that he's really backed up, which is a, <laughs> is a really weird thing to to tell another human being, I think, at any point in your lifetime. So He's been too, he's been too scared to poop. Um, yep. He... 
Well, so Dean, the first thing Dean does is like check his phone. He's like, I have service in here. Like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. We, we had the guy from AT&T down here. Um, he's still in the fucking uh, torture chamber. Yeah, yeah, he's still just wandering around. Like, hello? Uh. They hired a demon AT&T guy and trapped him yeah. in the bunker to give them internet service. Uh, yeah, Kevin's able to reboot the bunker, finally. Uh, they And they, they, they theorize that it was because uh, Dean opened the front door with the key, uh, which if that's the case, yeah, that's Kevin says cool that, but feature. in my head, it's just that like he forgot to check to see if You he think he just forgot service. to put the switch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just no, He just didn't, like, <clears throat> after all the lights went off, he was like, oh no, I guess I got nothing. <laughs> and then he never called for help, but he just assumed that he couldn't. He didn't reboot the router, even though that's everybody knows that's the first yeah, thing that you do when yeah. you're trapped in the bunker and when angels are falling to earth. Uh, right. Sam comes in with Crowley, who they've got in a black bag with uh, earmuffs on, and uh, Kevin somehow immediately recognizes this. Like he starts freaking out. Dude, he a can little fucking bit. smell him. Probably so. The dude probably stinks of demon. He uh, smells like sulfur. <laughs> we get a lot of that this episode. They tear the they they set him up in the torture chamber. They tear the hood off, and he immediately starts with his "Hello, boys" routine. And Dean just interrupts it with a punch to the face, which yeah. is extremely satisfying. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, so Crowley starts giving them like, "Oh, all right, are you are you boys gonna like beat me up?" Um, so it sets it up like they're gonna torture him, and they're saying, "Here, this is where we want we want the names of every demon on Earth." Okay, Mike, Tim. <laughs> Steve, Carl, Peter, James, Peter, Gail. Peter and Gail are actually demons from the supernatural universe. Let me go yeah. to AO3.com right now and see what see what Edward, I can find. Jacob. Can you do any Maze Runner people? Like since we're just in this in this vibe right now, they got Grievers in Maze Runner, which they stole from Final Fantasy VIII. I want everyone to know. Crowley's name. That's, Crowley said that, not Chris. He's the yeah, one that's, saying that's, this. Yeah, that's Crowley's voice coming out of Chris right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, they, so so they, like, they threaten to torture him, and and, and yeah. Castiel, oh, not Castiel. Crowley is basically like, "Oh, I can't wait. I love being tortured. I can't wait to see Sam in a leather bustier." Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Sam's like, "Crowley, you fucking hard right now, bro." This is this is a uh, weird time to get an erection, Crowley. This is weird, bro. Uh, suddenly, Sam's a bro. <laughs> He's very standoffish with everyone um because he says you really put the sam in s&m um but I'm so yeah they know it doesn't take them very long to they know that they can't they can't torture crowley so they're like okay later dude and they just uh they just turn the lights off lock them up and they walk away and it's just like a long shot pulling back from crowley as he's kind of like ah ah Okay. This is this is one of the times where the set design kind of falls down on me because they they've set up this torture chamber and uh, like obviously it's hidden behind some filing cabinets that like slide and move but when they lock them back in place there's like a two foot gap over the filing oh, yeah. cabinets where you can just oh, yeah. see into the room and I'm like mm, drives me crazy not yeah. not a good not a good hidden wall guys that's all I'm saying not yeah. a good hidden wall no. um so Dean basically starts assigning everybody duties. Kevin freaks out about Crowley, but Dean starts assigning everybody. He's like, Kevin, you need to get the angel tablet. See if there's anything we can do to reverse Kevin, this. You, you need to have a big BM and then go worry about the angel tablet. Uh, Sam, you go, you go look at the net. See if you can find any lore. Sam's like, I'm on it. I'm fucking on it. <laughs> and then he just says, I'm going to make some phone calls. <laughs> like that's what Dean says he's gonna do. Yeah, I gotta make it, I gotta make some calls. <laughs> I gotta call Castiel make sure he broke up with that girl. <laughs> Castiel, did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? Her Facebook status still says in a relationship. I don't think you did it yet. Oh wait, she's dead? Okay, that's that's a weird that's a weird flex. Weird flex, bro. <laughs> but okay. Okay, um, all right. 
we go back over to Abaddon, who has um, outfitted herself with some new clothes, thankfully, and is addressing like this group of demons who are supposedly the like the higher ups in in, in hell. And uh, and she's pretty disappointed by all of these people. Like she's kind of she's, she's kind of just crushing all of their like normal demon stuff because when the grandma demon is like i made 87 deals last year and she's like what the fuck is deals like we you don't we're selling shit that we should be taking like this isn't hell this is this is what happens when you have crowley who's just a, a glorified like snake oil salesman like all of this is bullshit yeah yeah um she's this it's like i told you i think last or on the finale, it's time for a regime change or whatever, because they yep. say it at the beginning of every fucking episode. And she said it here. Um, she she wants to redo things. She's like, we need to get rid of these freaking stinky old methods, these stinky old vessels that you guys are piling around in, uh, and we we need to to get rid of Crowley. And uh, the grandpa grandma demon is like, well, wait a minute. We're all terrified of, of, of Crowley, and also we're still terrified of Crowley, even though you're telling us he's dead. How do we know he's actually dead? Like, why don't you bring back some proof, and then maybe this plan will go through, but maybe not. And uh, Abaddon just straight up, like, chokes that chick, forces the demon out of her, and is like, you go back to hell and tell them that I'm coming, because Abaddon is a badass, and I actually Abaddon's really, really badass. like this. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, um, then, and then Chris... I'm I'm really yeah. excited about this because Dean calls a, a supernatural fan favorite, one of the hunters that has been <laughs> introduced across these nine seasons and always kind of shows up and helps out the boys at yeah. just the perfect time. And in a lot of ways, he's the new Bobby. He's a lot of ways he's the new Bobby. It's Irv. It's our good friend it's Irv. Irv, <laughs> the hunter, <laughs> the hunter who used to who used to hunt with Bobby. Who used to hunt with Bobby, and Dean has his phone number, like he always has had his phone number. You know, sometimes um, sometimes I think Supernatural could be a better show if it didn't end with the 10-minute phone call between Dean and Irv. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I realize, like Irv. I, I do like, like Irv, Irv but <laughs> it's it's time that could be better spent on, on world building. And yeah. I mean, I think that the relationships that's, that have been built with Irv are very powerful for both the boys. Um, and obviously it's been it's leading to Dean, something like this too. is this is a culmination of Irv's character arc, like the theme kind of of, of right. what Irv is here to, to help with. It's, it's kind of in right. the climaxes in this episode. But man, was it was it really worth all of the time spent? Like we have episodes where Castiel doesn't even show up. And but we get we get ten minutes of Irv, and especially you know in the the big scene at the church when Sam is like, you know what I said, and when I was in my confession, it was I was I was I didn't want to let you or Irv down again. I was tired of letting you and Irv down. <laughs> or I mean, remember season season? Uh, I think it was season four when Dean told Sam that Dad and Irv told me I'm going to have to kill you, Sam. Like who can forget yeah. that line? <laughs> yeah. If I didn't know you, me and Irv would have to haunt you. And look, before 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 the fan fa- before the fans out there, before the Irv fans, before the Irvings, as they like to call themselves, are yeah. out there like kind of yeah. writing hate mail to us. I want to say Paul Ray, the actor that plays Irv and has done an amazing job <laughs> up to this point, is really fantastic. Like he really brings it home, especially and in this obviously episode. Obviously, that's that's why they keep bringing it back. Of course, yeah. I mean, fan favorite right there. Uh, so yeah, Dean calls Irv. And basically fills them in on how to kill angels, <laughs> and also that there are angels, and also that angels have fallen to the earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a lot for one combo. <laughs> the angel thing never came up. It's you know, amazingly, it, it really hasn't. They keep pretending that Castiel is a um, 
werewolf or something. Yeah. I don't know what they say about Castillo. <laughs> uh, also, Arov talks about that time. Obviously, you and I knew about it. About that time that him and Bobby fought uh, a Siamese werewolf. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, but Dean's like, yeah, I heard that story a million times. Chris and Jeremy, they know it, so save it. Well, it was um, it was it was the season four webisodes. Like, I'm, I'm, those are easy to miss yeah, because they don't really yeah. you don't really think about those when you're watching Netflix. Right. But yeah, go back and watch those webisodes, everybody. They're really good. Of Irv and Bobby, yeah, um, Bobby and Irv, the classic so, duo. <laughs> that's Dean making some phone calls. That's what that means. Yeah. Uh, then we see some some soldiers like coming off duty or whatever, and they get on a bus and. Uh oh, who's on that bus? Other demons, the demons from earlier. And they quickly take down these soldiers and possess them all. Abaddon's the bus driver. They're having like a magic school bus thing, except it's like way more fucked up. Abaddon um, has obviously not possessed the bus driver. She has killed the bus driver and taken the bus driver's clothes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abaddon is a badass. She's what? Like, she's a. <laughs> She's just, a badass and that's fucked up, but it's also like a mad goofy. <laughs> it's super goofy and great. Like, if you're going to be the queen of hell, I am here for your goofy ass stunts if this is what and you're like, going to do. She's all like, like she's still in the driver's seat, but like craning back, sticking her head out, like, hey, it's me driving the bus. And all the demons are like, yeah, we know you drove us here. She's like, oh, you guys. All right. And, and at then, this point, I was, I, I wrote, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to hear. I was going to say, I wrote a note at this point, like, okay, I guess they're taking soldiers as their hosts now, because they need to be, like, good at guns or something. Demons need to be good at guns. I said that, like, sarcastically, but honestly, later on, it's like, oh, shit, the demons are good at guns. I um I didn't go with good as guns. I figured access to guns was the thing here. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure, I figured sure, sure. like they wanted some high powered assault rifles, like we don't hardly ever see on on the supernatural. So that's that's the reason that they did this. Just was straight up for the access. But you're right. Like if they have the innate abilities of the humans that they're possessing, then these these Navy SEALs because they all have like the Navy stuff on their on their uniforms. I guess so. They're all Navy SEALs. Are would probably be some badass people to take over. And also, why haven't you guys thought to do this in the last couple of thousand years? <laughs> like really surprised this is the first time that the demons have yeah. thought about this yeah abaddon is not fucking around in this episode uh and chris except for when she is fucking around by <laughs> she's literally bus. wearing a costume to go to <laughs> demon possess some fucking soldiers uh man and 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 look you thought that this was going to be an action-packed episode when irv showed up but then chris yeah fucking tracy shows up it's fucking tracy dude i miss tracy and you know supernatural has a long story tradition of not being super great to its female characters so i'm, I'm really glad to see like that this woman character <laughs> can can come back again and again and not die i think that's really important for like all of these that's women huge. characters yeah, to not huge. die and also just to have a little character growth i mean it's only been like five to ten episodes she's been in but like really when you see her on the side of the road and she's in daisy dukes and cowboy boots and like a a shirt tied above her belly button you really know why she got there like you know all of the history and why that's important you know it's funny i was actually i was actually getting meg vibes from her Mm -hmm. i was like okay we got this like like fake seductress who's trying to to pull a fast one on somebody i mean that's it's just like scantily clad lady on the side of the road pretending that her car is broken down some sleazeball in a van drives up and it's like hey you need to ride into town um and then she gets in his car i'm sorry i'm sorry can i talk to can i I talk to the sleazeball sleazeball i have some questions for you (laughs) what can i help you with (laughs) what uh where'd you get this van sleazeball it looks pretty nice (laughs) i go to that at the the, the store (laughs) he's not very smart (laughs) 
Cool. Yeah, he's not a very good interviewer. <laughs> English is not my first language. What Souls game did you start with first, Sleazeball? <laughs> Demon Souls, of course! Oh no, wait! I exposed myself! <laughs> Fucking hipster Sleazeballs. Uh, do you think that people that don't watch Supernatural and listen to the show have any fucking clue what we're talking about right now? We're kind of off the rails. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, d- so to this, be serious, this creepy to, to be, van pulls up. Okay, yeah. yeah. T- go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, let's let's finish out what happens. Like the creepy van pulls up. He like very creepily offers a ride. She like they kind of play her off as a ditz, and she's like, "Oh sure, I don't. My thingy broke in my car. I don't know how to fix it." He's like, "Please get in my car." I guess I'm doing Russian now. I don't. Yeah, know Yeah, yeah. He sleazeball sleazeball took a trip across the Atlantic all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but she gets in the van, and then the next time we we see the van, the van's a rocking, and then uh, we kind of expect, I think, like, oh wait, we forgot an important part. Sleazeball has vampire teeth, by the way. That's, oh, that's yeah. a, that was I an mean, important part of this. Um, and then when she when the van stops or stops rocking and the door opens, I think we fully expected to see this this young woman like fleeing or dead or or whatever. But instead, the vampire falls out uh, minus his head. And um, unfortunately, our good friend Tracy is then ex- super fast kidnapped by some demons. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk about something in all seriousness for a minute, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. n- not only am I appreciating the fact that Tracy has a long storied character arc in mm-hmm. Supernatural, um, mm-hmm. they they obviously like dressed her like this to evoke a certain reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say this now so we don't like get, we don't get sidetracked later. She is absolutely never treated like a sex object in the in t- except by the sleaze ball. Like it's true. That's D- true. When she's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Dean never makes a single comp. She's in Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots this entire fucking episode. And Dean doesn't say a single word. No, Sam no. doesn't even have an awkward moment with her. Like it's, no. it's like, it's like every, it's like on TV, she's this beautiful young woman, but in the universe of supernatural, she just, she, she looks like Ellen or something. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I don't, <laughs> poor Ellen, <laughs> Sam, Sam acts like he's not even sure if anybody's there. That's exactly. <laughs> That's, that's what I meant. Like, just like someone that they could can't even imagine themselves being sexually attracted to. Not that Ellen's ugly or anything. I'm not saying that. Just like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I but she, I mean, like, it, and like, in all seriousness, never treated like a sex object. Like, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I, I kept waiting for Dean to like do like the the from the foot to the head look thing. Like, I want. I, I kept expecting to see Sleazeball Dean make an appearance, and it never happens. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that's that's. Some, that's progress in a way. That's progress. They it's, just they it's a little bit of progress. subverted our expectations because they had her dressed like that, knowing what we were going to think, and then they're like, "No, you idiots!" Get so, to um, my car, please. <laughs> but luckily, in the next scene, we have some straight up like uh, blackmail and, and humiliation tactics by Kevin. So, like, at least we're we're keeping it even with supernatural. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so Dean and Dean and Sam show up at the um <clears throat> at the bus crime scene. <laughs> And okay. uh, Sam gets out of the car and he goes, "It's fuck. It smells like sulfur here. You're out. Okay, you're out in the open, and sure. it just smells. It just reeks of sulfur everywhere. You're not in like a crowded basement somewhere, and you're like, hm, you smell that? I think that I think there's yeah, there's sulfur in here because we're in a, we're in a small enclosed space, not just out in the middle of an open street where it just smells like sulfur. But okay, Sam." And, and and Chris, this was three demons that took over three other people. Like they have been yeah. in places that had hundreds of demons before. Like they they have been surrounded by demons and not made comments about sulfur. I guess you wouldn't do that in front of a demon. Stinky like, demons. Maybe that's a faux pas. Like if you're about to fight a demon, you're like, oh, you smell like shit. And they're like, hey man, that's too far. <laughs> Wait, yeah, too, what the fuck? too far, Jesus. man. Back off. <laughs> Calm down. 
um, Sam and Dean introduce themselves to the um, to the woman officer who is uh, overseeing the the investigation. They introduce themselves as Stark and Banner. So shout outs to my Marvel crew. Uh, big shout out. Um, but they immediately get stoned while uh, by this military chick who's like, "Hey, we're this is not this is a military crime. Like I'm in control here. You FBI's don't have any juris- jurisdiction here." And so they say, "Oh, well, you should call our boss." And uh, Dean, who has not prepared Kevin for this role whatsoever, calls nope. Kevin, and Kevin's like, "What, huh, boss? What are you talking about?" Puts him on the phone with this person, and doesn't he? She's like, "Who is this?" And he's like, "My name is Kevin." Solo. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, Kevin Solo, you sound like you're 13 years old. I don't buy this shit. And she runs Kevin down in a really hilarious fashion. Like, I really, like, her just, like, going off on Kevin and the boys, by by extension, is really funny to me. I, I, I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Kevin, like, she says her name at some point, and Kevin looks her up on Facebook and finds, like, a naked picture of her on at Cabo or something. And is like, hey, if you don't give my boys access to the scene, I'm going to blackmail you. And that's and she says, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'm going to give your boys access to the scene. And there's no negative repercussions from that no. whatsoever. Like, she's just now, she's cowed. It's just, like, she's turned from this, like, strong, empowered woman to, like, no, these fucking dudes are not stepping all over my shit. That one doesn't work for the FBI. He's getting long as shit hair. That's not allowed um she goes from that to just be like yes sir anything you say sir <laughs> and that so there there's her sexism <laughs> there you go yeah as long as we brought it back just a little bit yeah 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 we had um, to get it back somehow. <laughs> so uh sam investigates the the bodies on the bus he finds that they all have mortal injuries but they're all super old so like they can very much tell like you know the demons possessed them they had died and they just kept them on going like the you know which yeah begs the question because I, I know like when demons possess humans you're kind of trapped in there we're going to get a conversation from abaddon later that talks about this uh like if you if your body dies while a demon possesses it do they are they are they possessing your soul too like do you get to do you get to go get out of there like is that know. a get out of get out of possession free know. card like you know what i'm saying it might just be like locking your ass in there could be yeah maybe so that's a bummer man can you imagine like having to survive and you're like you're riding corpse while a demon pilot yeah, that it around? bites that yeah. bites Demons suck, Chris. Demons suck, man. Uh, also, just a just a shout out to the Biggerson's ad on the, in the so, inside of this bus. I don't know if you caught that. Nice. <laughs> it's the, no, I didn't. It's the top of the bus. It's really funny. Good stuff. Um, da, 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 da. And oh, also, our officer from earlier found some found footage, and that's when the first time they see Abaddon in her yeah. hat, winking at the camera because Abaddon right. is a badass. Right. She's like, "LOL, look, yep. I stole this uniform. Don't I look great in it?" Uh, and then Chris, mm-hmm. you thought this was going to be an action-packed episode with Irv. Then oh, yeah. they dropped Tracy on us, and now it's our buddy Pete. Can you believe? I was they- like, seriously, you should have seen me standing up, like standing up out of my seat. It's been since so season sp- one. I swear, they we brought Pete him. back. I wasn't even sure when the last time we saw Creed. I, I just couldn't believe. I had to look it up. It. I went to the Wikipedia. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> It's just they pulled out all the big guns. On they this really one. are, man. I mean, God. Castiel's not in it, but <laughs> yeah, where's Castiel, Bobby, Felicia Day, um, like Sheriff Darth. Joe? None of those people are in it. But I'm glad we have Irv, Pete, and Tracy. <laughs> I'm the new Bobby. <laughs> we're are the we're the new Bobby. Um, so Abaddon and her demon soldiers are uh, beating up this dude named Pete and demanding that they, he, Pete tells them where the Winchesters are. Um, why Pete would know when the Winchesters are, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> He's got no business knowing <laughs> where they are. <laughs> Pete knows nothing. Um, and <clears throat> when the when the beatings aren't working, Abaddon like throws a noose around him and puts it 
on the top of something like they're standing outside of a wet pipe factory. I have no idea what she's hanging him from, but he like, she like starts hanging him. And, um, yeah. Uh, eventually we see Abaddon make a phone call from, uh, Pete's phone. And, uh, I mean, and you know, hardcore supernatural fans are going to know how important that cell phone is to Pete from, from what happened in season one. Right. Uh, and then she calls one of Dean's mini phones and Kevin answers. And uh, she basically it's just like, it sucks that they bring back all of these huge characters just to kill them off. Yeah. It's, it's really disappointing. Uh, Kevin answers the phone. And of course is like, she's like, who is this? And he's like, uh, no one. <laughs> Cause Kevin has never answered a phone before calling for it his entire life. <laughs> Do you want to talk to my mom? <laughs> She might be dead. Yeah. Um, and Abaddon basically gives him a location to, for the boys to go to. He calls uh, um, Dean and Sam. And Dane and Sam. Dane and Sam. And relays this information. And of course, the boys are extremely upset to hear about their good friends, Pete, Tracy, and Irv. Um, really, I mean, like, if you're going to do a supernatural spinoff, right? Those three were the characters to go with. Like, I don't. I love the Wayward Sisters. Like we did, a, we, did, we did a whole episode on right. it, but wow, those exactly. these were the three. <sighs> these were the three, and I think that's. I think the CW realized that, but it was too late. It was too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the actor that plays Irv, whose name I definitely remember, and I'm not scrolling up <laughs> in my document to find Paul Ray. <laughs> Paul Ray, uh-huh. maybe he just cost too much. Like he was high in demand at the time. Maybe that was the situation. There's uh, a good chance of that. Yeah. So. Uh, Sam and Dean obviously know that this is a trap. Like these coordinates leave to Eugene, Oregon. Um, and, but they were like, Dean's like, I'm going to go anyway. And Sam's like, damn right. We are. And I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are we going to do this? Guns blazing. So Straight, yeah, brother. Straight ahead. Just like the demon told us to. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking hits the gas. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah. so, uh, we go back to Crowley, who is kind of having a bunch of flashbacks from his uh, almost human uh, experience with Sam. Uh-huh. And, uh, he's basically just hearing all of the things that Sam and Dean told him throughout this period, which just seems like, you know, anxiety to me. Like, this seems like every time yeah, I have like, like real <laughs> bad anxiety, it's just like a bunch of people telling me mean things all at once. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> I, I just imagine it being like Crowley's nightmares. <laughs> it's just him being human. Um, and having but- to listen to Sam and Dean. <laughs> talk <laughs> so yeah yeah suddenly the lights come on and that's because kevin has come into the back room to look up info on something how to um, kill a uh, and, night of hell is what they've assigned kevin to do that's right he just like opens a manila folder and he's like got it it was in this manila folder <laughs> it was the first uh, place i looked <laughs> yeah i'm just assuming that it was like cataloged somewhere so he already knew where he was going to look um but see, yeah, the lights come on so crowley calls out to him because he knows it's Kevin, and he just starts taunting him until Kevin opens the door. Yeah, he calls him, uh, he taunts him for running because that's what he always does. He calls him weak. And uh, yeah, eventually Kevin opens the door and goes in. Sam and Dean arrive at this uh, town, which they had previously identified as Eugene, Oregon, which is a real town, but now is a town outside of Eugene, Oregon that has been decimated by a chemical factory explosion that has poisoned the entire town and also made all of the buildings look like the the set of season, the season two finale where Sam had to kill yeah. his kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks exactly like that. So yeah. it's a weird chemical explosion that happens in Vancouver, I guess. Um, and Dean immediately goes to cover his junk. Yep. Sam mm-hmm. is like, I don't do that. That's not going to help. Dean. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and he, until the action starts until like things start kicking off, 
you can just see Jensen Ackles walking with his hand over his crotch. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's just yeah. walking around, like covering. Dean his did junk. not give up. He just kept doing it. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Sam. I'm not taking any chances. Uh. They very quickly find their good friends, Irv and Tracy, uh, and just make sure they're not demons. They have them drink some holy water. And uh, uh, Tracy is, I guess we can't really hold on to this fiction at all, right? Because now we actually have to talk about the stuff that happens with Tracy and Irv, and they're not just random characters. So, uh, uh, yeah, Tracy gets introduced to Sam Winchester, and she's like, good for you, like, being with Sam Winchester, I guess. She's she's not very impressed. huge tool. Yeah. Um, It's a huge tool. What the fuck? (laughs) They go, we go back to... uh, Crowley and Kevin is basically saying like, "Hey, I'll torture you uh, unless you tell me how to king kill a knight of hell." And uh, Crowley says, "Oh, Abaddon is back, so that means uh, and she would really like you because you're incredibly submissive." Yeah, jeez, poor Kevin. Jeez, uh, and then. Kevin starts looking at the torture instruments, and he's like, "Go ahead and torture me. I torture all of my friends. It's how I show love." Do you do you buy a lot of this? Like, I'm into torture routine from Crowley. Like, it just seems counterproductive to be torturing people all the time you know what i'm saying he's just being sardonic he just wants to be Uh, fun okay um and then crowley reveals that his mom kevin's mom may not be dead that uh he you know he didn't kevin never saw a body and she when is when have you ever known crowley to let something go she's she's probably begging for death right now with what he's doing to her and this sets kevin off to uh start punching him in the face in Maybe the most violent we've seen Kevin in this in the show so far. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's slowly coming unhinged. Not even really slowly. Like I actually, I, I like what they're doing with Kevin. It's, I do too. It's, it's really good. Yeah, a different character turn than you usually expect from like friends of Winchester's who usually have their own you know begrudging emotional breakthroughs. But this is like, it, it's not Kevin going dark side, but it's Kevin really succumbing to the the negative parts of this job mm-hmm. stuff that we saw Dean going through in season two when he was struggling with his grief over John. But Kevin doesn't have his brother Sam there to kind of help him get through stuff. He has the Winchesters, as Dean is going to tell him later on, but it's different. They're not his his brothers. So I think he feels very much on his own, and he's really succumbing to the wrath right now. And that's and that's because he has really been on his own for most of the time he's been yeah. on the Winchester. Like they had him sequestered in the safe house boat. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Uh, and then you know they they during this whole uh, angel falling thing, they told him to go to the bunker where they were not. So it's basically just been a bunch of Sam and Dean telling him what to do and not hanging out with them at all. Right. Which is the worst kind of friends. Yeah. And he like only has two player games on his Xbox or whatever. And yeah, it's yeah, just like, it yeah. sucks. He has no one to play with. Um, he's just over there playing that Sonic VMU from the Dreamcast game, right? Just <laughs> by himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go back over to the, the, the hunters and, um, Dean has laid out all of their gear. They've got some angel blades. Uh, he's got some bullets with the uh, devil's trap char- uh, carved in them so they can, they can trap the demons. Um, and they got some holy water. When Sam spots the demons, which are still dressed in the Navy SEAL uniforms and wielding automatic machine guns, and he's yeah, like, Jesus oh Christ. shit, because yeah. we've never seen that before. They have bigger guns than we do, <laughs> and that's a problem, because we do have a lot of guns. But, uh, Earth, what do you got? <laughs> You got what you got in your car, Irv. That classic, that classic hunter vehicle that we know and love. Irv, did you, did you, did you drive old sister here tonight? That's what you call her, right? Your car. Did you, did you, did you bring your 2008 Ford Ranger with you? That's geared up, full of hunter tools. He's the one dude with like a just like a sedan. Tracy, Tracy, where's your Camaro? Where are your guns? Um, 
so they're gearing up when they see these demons. Uh, there's this weird scene where they bait the demons somewhere, and they, they I guess they leave so that to avoid a confrontation. But they like so re- Dean like puts a recording of his voice, yeah, on on a phone, and then they leave the phone there. Is this the first um, time we've seen an iPhone in Supernatural? That was that was actually that's Pete's phone. Um, it's as we know, it's basically like oh, a holy yeah. relic. Oh, that's it's true. That is Pete's phone. You're absolutely um, right. I'd forgotten because uh, Abaddon brought it and then they found it. He, it had it had it. a Mophie case on it, so I didn't recognize it immediately. But yeah, I should, yeah. I should have recognized that. I've absolutely. That's, so it actually has significance. It's yeah, it's um, pretty powerful. And it's sort of like it's in a way, it's almost like Pete's still there with him, and he's mm-hmm. able to um, help out one last time. And and he does that by by having you know Dean's voice distract the demons, so they're able to like sneak around outside. You know, I've seen I've seen some preview material for season fourteen, and I, I thought I maybe saw this phone in it. So maybe like season fourteen, they're going to bring back <laughs> Pete's ghost being attached to this phone because I mean he is uh-huh. an important character. They're and they're doing some crazy shit in season fourteen. So like maybe this would be yeah. the opportunity to bring back Pete. Uh, Pete is Episode dead, by the way. If, if we weren't, if we weren't clear on that, Pete is very dead. He got hung outside of a wet pipe factory. Yeah, that's like the one of like top ten wet, worst ways to die. Uh, For sure. So they're outside, and they um, Dean says, "Hey, we got to flank these demon nerds." So uh, we're going to split up. Uh, Sam and Tracy, you guys take off, and me and Irv are going to go the other direction. And uh, and this is we make a lot of jokes in Monster of the Week, but I actually kind of like this. Uh, Tracy says, I, "I'm not going to go." No. Sam, for no, for one weird reason, like puts his arm around Tracy to like, okay, let's go. And she's like, don't you fucking touch me, which you, is just fine. She needs no justification for that. Sam, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. You've literally never done one that of those, before. Like, okay, you go like pushing her forward because yeah. he's so big. And I think that he kind of needs to make sure that people are a certain distance from him when he walks. Otherwise he might, he <laughs> so might step he on them. Step on the heels. Yeah, sure. Plus he just blasted out his fucking knee and he can't have any accidents. <laughs> so he's kind of just, he's kind of just like ushering her forward, like hurting her forward. And she's like, get your goddamn hands off me, Sam Winchester. And we find out that, uh, her, she, the way she became a hunter is that she, uh, watched her, a demon slaughter her entire family and tortured them. And he was celebrating because some dumb punk, some dumb punk kid had just opened up the gates of hell. And of course, we all know that demon, that, that dumb punk just, kid to be yeah. Sam Winchester. Free, um, it was, yeah, he had free Lucifer. And this dude was just freaking celebrating. And Dean's like, okay, well, we're not going to deal with any of that right now. So you come with That's me. Too much to unpack. <laughs> and Irv goes with Sam. And I'm, like, and I'm like, Dean, I don't, I think it's maybe just the Winchester she has a problem with. Maybe you should send her with Irv. Yeah. Um, we go back over to Crowley where Kevin has just been literally hammering on Crowley. <laughs> like he drops a hammer just, at the beginning of yeah, this scene. <laughs> just doing some, doing some, some heavy work to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, is this where he's, he's telling him like giving him the whole spiel about like, you think Sam and Dean care about you? Like I could give you your mom back. Um, they cut back and forth so many times. It's, it's hard to keep track. Um, but he, at some point, Crowley thinks, says, you think Sam and Dean care about you? Or her or you, meaning his mom. Uh, when the Winchesters are done with you, they'll toss you aside without a second thought. Because they can. Because they think they're special. And then he says a few more things. But then he says, I'm the one in chains, but we're both prisoners here. And I was like, damn, Crowley, you kind of got a point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's some shit you talking right there, that's, dog. That's fucking the truth. That's how the devil gets you, is with the truth. That's he doesn't how the lie devil to you. gets you. Because mm-hmm. I think Dean is going to prove that, like, that's not true. But, like, from the even if from the audience standpoint, you're like, oh, shit. Like, does anybody even give a shit about Kevin? 
and this is honestly like a really convincing talk from Crowley. Like at the end of this, I was like, Kevin, maybe you should go and let him go. This seems like a good deal. Yeah, yeah maybe we need a we need a Kevin and Crowley like solo episode. Do we need to sign some paperwork right now? Do you have a contract yeah. for this? Yeah. I'm kind of into this. Um, we go back over to Dean and Tracy, and um, Dean is being hella condescending. I guess because she's a young girl, but he's basically like, "Hey, you can you should only you can go after people with black eyes. You know, you don't go after your own. You gotta you gotta grow up if you're gonna be in this little girl. Like, I I don't I don't yeah. like this at all. Um, and not and he's, even he's not even because it's it's a it's a woman character, but just because he's being just such a shitbag about it. Like, he has no idea who this chick is. He has not seen the previous seasons of Supernatural, so he doesn't have the attachment to her that Chris and I do. But, um. Right. It, he, he's just so condescending and shitty about it. I, I really don't like that, that side. Yeah, he's basically like, yeah, I know that like he's sort of the catalyst for maybe why your parents died. Um, but he also says, you know, hey, people make mistakes. Sam's human. He made he made a mistake. You can be mad at Sam, but you know he's not the enemy. You gotta you gotta kill stuff with black eyes. There, there um, is a really good exchange here where he says, um, you know, sometimes sometimes bad things happen no matter what you do, even when you're trying to do good, and that's just part of being. And she interrupts him. She goes, "Part of being a hunter." I know. He goes, "I was gonna say part of being a human, but yeah, sure, like we say that too." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's the line that I, I didn't get yeah. exactly. I like that line though, actually. I really do. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty funny line. Um, we go over to Sam and Irv, and uh, Irv tells Sam like, "Hey, uh, you give me the." <clears throat> he calls it a pin sticker or something. He, you get me, you get me the angel blade. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to distract him. You go back, meet up with Dean and Tracy and you guys get the hell out of here. Like, I, and, and Sam obviously and is Sam's like, like, dude, what? Why? And he's like, dude, I got kidney stones and I just can't, fucking, <laughs> I can't fucking take it anymore, man. I got to pee right now. And I just, I can't fucking pass one more of these things. <laughs> um, but no, he says that Abaddon tortured him, uh, picked him up, and tor- made it act acted like she was interested in him, and then uh, started torturing him. And he's the one that gave. Yeah, he up. was like, "I was weak. I was trying to get laid. I was trying to get some sweet demon ass." <laughs> but it was a trick. Sam's like, Sam's like, no, no, no yeah, same, I figured you. Same, yeah, same, you, same, 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 <laughs> same in ways that same. you could never understand. Same, 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 same. Several times, same, 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 same. So what happened when you got when you got kidnapped? Well, I, oh, I gave up the location of my friends, and I got kidnapped. And it was that. What, what happened to you, Sam? Oh. Oh, nothing. Uh, nothing happened. <laughs> Sam's like the demon sex was good, huh? He's like, what? What? Huh? What? what? No, never mind. <laughs> no, I didn't have sex with her, Sam. I was kidnapped. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, you said that. You said that. Sure, sure, sure. What are you uh, talking about, Sam? <laughs> during this confession, uh, our good friend Irv gets shot by a sniper rifle from a building far away, yeah. and then. Part maybe the most unbelievable aspect of this television program, including I'm gonna I'm, I'm counting in here the demon that slit his throat and brought back a burned body for, to full healthy looking demonhood or whatever. Sam fires back at the sniper and hit and like it shows us the camera angle from the scope and like the scope cracks like Sam shot the scope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This shot, the shooting thing, I was thinking, like, this doesn't make any sense, but apparently he's an ace shot. Yeah, from um, several but, hundred yards away with a handgun. I hand will gun. say, <laughs> Sam Winchester in full action star, like, run, I was into it. He looked good. I know he just blasted his knee out, but he runs with some ferocity, where suddenly I was like, that's a big man! Do I need to Do I need to make a gif of Sam running? Is that what I gotta yes. do? Okay, yes. I need to make a note. Yes. I'll, 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 it's I'll some intense running as he, as he fires back and then, like, runs for cover. Um, and this is, this is real shit. Like they've never really been in like a firefight with demons. Yeah, this is, this is bad. He, he jumps into a, a, a room or to a like building a for cover. And then it's just, uh, 
he's he's immediately surrounded by demons like the demon soldiers are waiting for him yeah he like dives and like before he can even get back up there's a hand stepping on or a a foot stepping on his hand Mm -hmm. uh where he was holding his gun uh meanwhile abaddon pops out like a fucking jack-in-the-box and just punches dean to the ground (laughs) just nails him uh tracy immediately starts filling her with bullets but abaddon who is embracing the modern world like no other demon that we've seen before is uh has put a kevlar vest under her uh dope threads Um, yeah she she's taken one of those like bullets with the uh devil's trap carved into it before so she she knows that she can't just be fucking around you know she's gotta Mm -hmm. she's gotta protect herself and i was impressed but while abaddon is kind of bragging about her kevlar which by the way if you're wearing kevlar you never brag about wearing kevlar that's just that's not what you do (laughs) you don't wear the the shirt of the band when you go to see him in concert (laughs) and you don't brag about wearing kevlar um actually the last two concerts i've been to people i meant to ask you about this in the outtakes one time and i keep forgetting but like a lot of people were wearing like open mic eagle or chromeo shirts in the last two concerts it's like I they just to. didn't get the memo is it it's st- i don't care what anyone says it's still not cool because unless what, you bought it there and you're wearing it over, over your own shirt which isn't cool but it shows that you bought it there exactly you have to you have to have like a real bulky like you have to have two shirts on underneath that with yeah. a collar popping out kind of unevenly yep, for that an shit uncomfortable collar underneath that's yeah. how you know yeah no it's fine he bought it here he's fine it's, it's good he's good let him in let him in he can, yeah. he can say he's cool he's cool <laughs> uh while she's kind of bragging about her kevlar to tracy dean gets her with the uh the holy water right in the face and yeah, uh yeah. he quickly sends he gives tracy the keys to the impala which is something i missed until the end of the episode but he says like go get more weapons go get everything we got and bring it back here and then uh, Dean turns around and faces off with Abaddon. And yeah. what I thought was going to be a pretty epic fight, because he has an angel blade and she has a hell of night demon soul, uh, but she just basically kicks his ass 10 ways from Sundays. Like, this is not, yeah. a, this is not a fight It's a very sexually charged fight. Uh, I thought as far as that stuff goes, they handled it pretty well, where she like, calls him lover and shit. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it felt like demon seductress, powerful kind of stuff. Like, I didn't feel like it was like, I didn't feel like it sucked. I felt like she had total control over Dean and she was being weirdly intimate with him and it was kind of like freaky and made her seem more powerful because of the way she was acting. Yeah, this is something that uh, Ruby, or no, Meg has done in the past that I've I've complained about. Um, but I think Abaddon does it way, way better. Like it feels way more menacing when Abaddon does it for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. I don't know. And that, that's no, like no not saying anything bad about the chick that plays Meg. I'm not saying anything like that, but I don't know if that's just because Abaddon has such a presence on the screen that, and, and like the red hair and the bright red lipstick, like she looks like a murder demon or as Meg mm-hmm. didn't really sell that very well. She's, she's got a lot of energy. And also while they're here, it sounds like she like broke Dean's arm. Um, dude, the and, next two fight scenes sound like all of the Winchester's bones get broken. Like it's like yeah. I'm watching a Jean-Claude Van Damme flick back from like 1990, 1989. Yeah. During this, we also cut back to Sam, who's like still trying to fight off these demons, but he's been disarmed, so he gets the the, the demon knife knocked out of him, and then he gets his fucking head caved in again. Uh, and then, then it's back to Dean and Abaddon, where she is saying, "Hey, um, she said, are we? Gonna, I think it's Dean who says, are we gonna fight? Or are we gonna make out? Because I'm getting some real big signals here.' Um, <laughs> but then she says, "Give me Crowley, and I'll and I'll just kill you, and that's your easy way out." Um, or, you know, we can we can do this the hard way and I'll fucking just torture you forever or whatever. Um, but she also says that Dean is the perfect vessel. She wants to steal his fine-ass body. Mm-hmm. She calls him lover here. That's mm-hmm. where she does it. Um, 
And then she she talks about how she wants to use his body to kill people and make him experience it as he as she murders people and and like kills babies and does all these horrific things. That's what she's going to do to Dean if he doesn't just give up Crowley. There's some really good lines in here. Uh, when she when she says she's going to peel off his his little anti demon tattoo and then like wear him around like a meat suit. He says, yeah. uh, hey, I'd watch out. It's a horror show up there, <laughs> which I think is like Dean Winchester yeah. TXT to, an, to, yeah. to, to it's just It's just perfect. <laughs> and then um, you, you mentioned like the killing babies thing. She says, uh, have you ever felt infant blood drip down your chin? Which is one of the most chilling and gruesome Im- image images that I've ever kind of even heard something about. Like it's yeah. just it's just bad. Like that's that's a it's a bad scene, Chris. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. And Dean is like, is that a rhetorical question? Because like obviously, no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, we go back over to Sam, who is uh, just about to die. And um, hey, Chris, he's did unconscious you, for the ninety fifth time. Did you did you remember that Ezekiel was in Sam's body at this point? Because I had totally I forgot. I had I totally forgot. forgotten. Um, <laughs> they, I did notice that he got a haircut at the beginning of this episode, though, or or something. It looks like on the way back to the bunker from the hospital, mm-hmm. where they still had Crowley in the trunk. Sam was like, "Hey, do you mind if we stop in town? I gotta grab some things." And by that, he meant he had to go to the hair salon and get his hair done because that's what it looks like you think he just goes to the supercuts or you think he tried to find like a like a boutique to go into i think that sometimes he takes what he can get but this time it felt like he went to a boutique okay um but so he was yeah treating he, himself he'd been through a lot <laughs> he had been through a whole and lot. he was in there for like three hours <laughs> <laughs> he got the hand massage he got the rub yeah. down he got the whole thing um so yeah, Sam is 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 knocked unconscious. He's obviously about to die, and uh, that's when Ezekiel shows up and uh, just immediately does his angel explosion. And uh, I think the most interesting part of this is that uh, we see like the the angel wings in shadow, like we saw with Castiel back in season four. Uh, but his wings are, are like burned and charred. Yeah. Like they're not they're not fully developed. Obviously, they, they you know he fell. Like he's he's on Earth now. Uh, and I, I think that's some really good imagery. And the CGI in this episode is actually really good. Like I'm I'm yeah. really impressed with it. Sam's eyes are fully blue while they do this because he's in Sam's body. So it's weird to be seeing Sam doing this. But I yep. love the like the tattered, broken wings. It looks super cool. The demons are hella surprised at this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Excuse yeah. me, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck?" And he just fucking fries them. Uh, there's this explosion. Abaddon and Dean are kind of thrown back, and Abaddon looks at him and is like, "You brought an angel?" And he's like, "And Dean, being Dean, just plays this. He's like, did you really think we'd come here without backup?' Which I think I is a really it. dope. Yeah, that's like the most Dean Winchester line. For some reason, I wrote that down. That that was just such a Dean thing to say. Absolutely, just to roll with the punches and be like, "There's an advantage here, and I am take it, and I'm just gonna make some witty line about it." That was just that was Dean right there, who has no fucking clue what just happened. Because Sam would make a face and be like, "What?" Um, but Dean is just like, "Nope." Yep, that's our backup. <laughs> uh, Abaddon tosses Dean through like a, a plate glass window and then just leaves. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to tangle with angels right now. And then uh, Dean goes into the this room where Sam was and he finds Sam being possessed by Ezekiel, like slowly slitting all of these demons' throats. And Ezekiel just lays it out. And Sam's Ezekiel mode. I watched this. I actually rewound this a little bit because uh, I know last episode I talked how I didn't really like that actor that much that plays Ezekiel, the the main dude, um, the battle the Galactahunk, Battlestar Galactahunk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Sam Jared Padalecki is aping that dude's speech patterns in a way that is seriously impressive. It makes me think they sat down for a few hours and like yeah. tr- and yeah. like worked at it because he sounds it's the same kind of 
cadence. It's the same kind of breathy mm-hmm. kind of back of your throat almost. Uh, I, I, I was really impressed by, and I've, I've always been impressed when Jared Padalecki does like different acting stuff. Like when they give that dude something to do, he does a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he, Ezekiel basically says like, Hey, I was protecting Sam from death. That's what you, that's what you hired me for. That's what you put me in here for. Like, this is, this is what I do. And, uh, Dean's a little shook by this. I think. Yeah. First he's shook and he says it himself. He's like, it's really weird talking to Sam, but not Sam right now. Like I'm looking at my brother, but I'm not talking to him. And that's fucking weird. Um, yeah. So, so Dean, Dean is happy that Sam is okay, but yeah, he's, he's all, he's all messed up about all this shit. Um, and, and Ezekiel is, is, reaffirming the fact that don't worry like i did this because i had to save sam sam won't remember any of this it's all good and i even used the knife on all the demons to to cover for the fact that i like angel killed them or whatever so that way when mm-hmm. he sees the bodies he won't be like they were angel fried he'll just see they their, their throats were slit or whatever um so he's using he's using his skills he's using some subterfuge here dean feels super bad because he he talked um he talked Sam out of closing the gates of hell, and now Sam just keeps getting his fucking bones kicked in, and there, there's all these demons everywhere. Like he's like, oh shit, maybe I made the wrong call. Yeah, and and Ezekiel says, hey, while I'm inside your brother, I have access to all of his thoughts. And like again, every time this dude says something weird, like red flags start waving in my mind. Like that's probably not good. Like that wouldn't, yeah. I, you know, saying yes to something doesn't necessarily mean now yes he knows to that Sam keeps keeps his t shirt and socks on when he has sex. <laughs> It's true. Now he knows what all those uh, red tissues in the 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 trash basket is. You got to drain that basket, Sam. I don't know if you remember, but you got to drain that basket. You got to get rid of it. It's not fair to everybody else in the bunker. And yeah, Ezekiel says, I have access to all of these thoughts and these memories. And I know your brother thinks that you did that out of love. And anytime you do something out of love, that that makes it that makes it okay, which I don't think that that's true at all. But uh, Dean is like, I can't really handle the the love talk especially from sam like it's it's really weird talking to not sam but also sam about this and he's not real comfortable talking about love and it's dean kind of goes in this thing of like man I, I i am having second thoughts about all of this and i just i'm trusting you ezekiel like i'm, I'm i think he calls him zeke at this point that's when he gives him a mm-hmm, nickname mm-hmm. um he says i'm trusting you and I, I just all i can do is just hope you're one of the good guys and the guy says like dean i am but I guess that's what a bad guy would say too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But then he says, Dean Winchester, you are doing the right thing. Um, and then Sam finally wakes up. It's a few minutes later. Like the scene is cut. They went to commercial. They came back. Um, also, can we just talk Sam about just, that right thing delivery and how it's the most suspicious sounding thing anybody has ever said? It's a little <laughs> suspicious. It's a little suspicious. Good guy Zeke over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, then Sam wakes up and he's like, what in tarnation? And you killed like, oh, three demons? Holy. He's got oh, that accent again. I got to knock him out one more time and then wake him up again. Yeah, this is every time. Sometimes Sam wakes up with different accents. He's got a lot of brain trauma. You have to reset him or else he'll go back to the Russian skis ball or whatever we call him. Please get into my car. <laughs> uh, and Sam is seriously impressed that he killed all of these demons. Uh, what? Right at this point, Tracy shows up with the Impala, having missed all of the action, and uh, they leave their good friend Irv's body on the ground in the dirt. They don't bother to pick Irv up. Uh, they all jump in, and they all just leave. And I really, I really fully ex- expected, to go back to something I said earlier, I fully expected, like, Dean to make a last night on Earth comment, or 
you know, we know what's really good after killing demons kind of comment, but he just doesn't like, he just doesn't acknowledge no. this tick's presence Tracy at all. Tracy is just like, Hey Sam, you okay? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, good. Cause she's forgiven him now. For, yes. Because for, he, whatever. Cause he, she saw him do absolutely nothing except survive she this saw attack. Him fucking unconscious again. <laughs> um, so they go back to we go back to the bunker and uh when they show up at the bunker and Dean's carrying a bunch of snacks and stuff, uh Kevin is really nowhere to be found and Dean and Sam share a look and they rush into uh the torture chamber and they set it up. Should have like, kept him in the trunk. Should have kept him in the trunk. They they should have kept him in the trunk. I wanna take you I'm gonna take your body. I'm gonna put it in the trunk. Uh they set it up like Crowley's not gonna be there, but he is. And he's just been beat to hell and back. And Crowley immediately starts uh, just naming things. And they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "That's what you asked for. Those those are some demons. Let's uh, you know, let's 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 make an arrangement together. Let's let's you can help me out, uh, and I will give you demon names like you asked for." Yeah, he wants to deal because he's the fucking king of the crossroads. What is he specific? Does he say specifically what he wants, or is it just to be let go? Or what? What does he want from the I Winchesters don't here? Think he specifically said anything yet? Because I, I think I, I was looking like, through hey, my notes and I'm like, this is weird that he that I don't have it written down what he wants. Oh, and he he says, um, well, he's like, oh, those two were freebies for the for the entertainment for Kevin. Oh, okay. Because he's like, I fucked with Kevin for a while, and that was fun. You just wind him up and watch him go. He's my new favorite toy. So like that though, that one's a freebie for providing me with that entertainment. But yeah, if you want it, you want it for me, you're not going to get it from torturing me, but we can, we can wheel and we can deal. Um, I, I, and the boys like, they're like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're just going to leave. Um, there's this moment between Sam and, and Crowley where Crowley gives him a look. And uh, it's the same look that Dean's been giving Sam. Like, we're just like, are, do you have an angel in there? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that is there an angel in your head right now? I don't I don't know. Um, and Dean walks out and he finds uh, Kevin, who is trying to leave. Uh, and and Dean kind of holds him back. He's like, where are you going, man? Talk to me. You got to talk to me. And Kevin says, he, gave, he told me that my mom is still alive. And uh, I don't know. So I think this conversation between Dean and Kevin is... I think it's I, I, I'm waffling Chris I can't decide if this is like genuine emotions that Dean Winchester is feeling or if it's just straight up emotional manipulation yeah, <laughs> I can't tell I really can't tell it's it's all good he tells Kevin that hey uh you know even if you're even if your mom is alive she's in every possible way she's dead because if you go out there angels and demons are all on earth they all want a prophet of the Lord who can translate these tablets that can, you know, move the levers of God. They're going to be chasing you. They're going to use her against you. It's better if you stay here with us while you're protected and everybody forgets she existed. And then he follows this up, which is, I think, true. Like, I think that's a true statement. That's a hard, that's a hard truth for Kevin to hear. And then he says, uh, we need you, man, because you're family. And he says, don't you know, Alec, after everything we've been through, like, we, we, would, we would totally die for you. And Kevin starts crying at this point. He's literally, like, spilling over tears. Yeah. And then the, and the last thing that Dean says to him is, you know, you, me, Sam, and Kaz, all we got is, is each other. Like, that, that's all we have. And I'm like, that last line kind of sounds like emotional manipulation. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of sounds a, like you're segmenting Kevin from his family and his loved ones so that you can be the primary emotional source in his life. And I'm just saying, that sounds a little weird. Yeah. It's a super nice sentiment, but even I wrote in my notes, it's like, I just don't know if I buy it. I can't tell if he's being genuine or if, yeah, he's just manipulating Kevin. And I think that, uh, I think there's something to the fact that Dean 
could meet could be doing both simultaneously like i think yeah. that if you if you really wanted to read between the lines here if you really wanted to get deep with it like a lot of the love that dean has been shown in his life was emotional manipulation like it, whether it's from angels or his dad or or whatever like it love had kind of a cost associated with it and that cost was literally everything else in his life like if you love john winchester you have to be with john winchester doing what john winchester says right. all the time or, or right. else you are literally abandoning your family and you're a terrible person <laughs> So yeah. this could just be, and I, I'm probably writing, I'm probably like reading more deep into this than deeper into this than the writers <laughs> are, but this could literally be like the way that he approaches family. Uh, I don't think that Dean is the kind of guy that would is, I don't think he's a fucking sociopath where he's literally trying to say things to make Kevin stay against his will, but it, it definitely reads like emotional manipulation. I'd be very definitely. curious how intentional that was in the, in the story. Yeah. I wonder. So yeah, that was that was my long-winded rant about It's hard it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell here. It's like weirdly nice and but also kind of it's just strange. And I think it's really nice cuz cuz Kevin um Osric's acting here, he's just tears in his eyes and it's just you see how much Kevin has been through since they introduced him in season 7 and how it's literally never been good and it doesn't feel like anyone's ever really had his back. Um so it's like it's like you know he wants to feel like he's a part of this but i don't know it's it's rough it's yeah. rough seeing kevin like that it is and, and 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 again it's the safest thing for kevin to do like i really believe that you know in the absence of kevin being around they're not going to be tracing down kevin's mom like if if she's alive the only other the only other the the only thing that pokes a hole in this theory is if she's literally being tortured by crowley's orders like in that case you should yeah. probably go rescue your mom <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, i don't remember but i'm guessing that she is dead i, I just i just don't remember i i, I literally do not remember uh, I, I can't I'm, I'm sure at some point that we're going to get confirmation just so they can tie a loose end up so i'm, I'm assuming that's going to pop up and like you know crowley's gonna be like oh no i killed her i'm sorry i just like to yeah. i just like to watch you get wound up um Later on, Dean pours a drink and sits down across from the table with Sam. Sam's kind of doing his study thing, uh, but it, he's not studying. He's actually thinking a lot about what Tracy said. He's being and pensive. He's he's being emo, Chris. Yeah, like yeah. put some eyeshadow on that boy. He's being emo. Yes. I don't I don't know anything about emo. Do you? Do they? Wear, did emo boys wear eyeshadow? I assume eyeliner, that they do. But... Eyeliner, not eyeshadow. Wow. Yeah. Eyeshadow is more Hamlet. Oh well, I mean that's Hamlet's fucking emo though, dude. He's Come the on, first emo. He was <laughs> Jesus the first Christ! Emo. You want the Alpha and the Omega? I mean, yeah. Hamlet and Sam is probably good. <laughs> uh, he's he's basically saying like, hey, I I did like I didn't shut the gates of hell. I opened the gates of hell originally. I, I you know I this a lot of this was my fault. And Dean says, no, that none of that matters. Like you've helped so many people out. We can't keep looking at the past. All we have to do is is look in the, forward to the future, which I, I guess is okay. Like I, it's really the only thing you can tell someone who literally opened the gates of hell and then didn't close them back when he had the opportunity to. Like I don't know what else you tell that guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, is this where Sam is like, you know what? I'm good, dude. Like I feel good. <laughs> I yeah. Like, Dean, Dean asks him if he's if he's good, and Sam has this long winded reply about how he's just he's like I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I'm eating healthy. I quit smoking. I blasted my knee out, but suddenly it's fixed. It's like somebody took a country music record and just start playing that motherfucker backwards, man. I got my car back. My dog came back to life. Um, and I get that it's it's. I think that that's kind of almost like casting a shadow of like amidst all the the crazy shit. Sam is actually saying that he feels good. And that's probably because of the angel inside of him. And if he feels good at a bad time, that's a warning sign. 
That's a literary warning sign. That's a red flag. And it's uh it's it it's very sweet, like saying that he's you know, he feels the best he's ever has, even throughout all of this. Like he's surrounded by friends and family. He's you know, he's he's he feels good, he's healthy, and he feels like he has a purpose. Uh but it is it is extremely nerve wracking. And of course Dean has that reaction and uh this episode ends on a, a real discordant note with Dean kind of sitting back and sipping his his scotch and just just fucking staring daggers at Sam's like trying to yeah. figure out what the fuck is going on in that dude's yeah. head. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, there's. I just want to point out there are swords all Everywhere. over this room. Yeah, this Background is a great of every room. one of the shots. Yeah, so many it. swords. Love it. Into it. God, I just pick up some of these swords and tell me about their lore, man. Somebody Sam, do that. The Sam, whole- all I want is sword lore, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, as as we know, Irv was the big swordmaster in the supernatural I universe, know. and now Irv is dead. So he's come up big so many times with that sword lore. But R.I.P. Irv. R.I.P. Can't wait to see Tracy pop up again, though. Yeah, hopefully she'll be back sooner than later, as usual, um, filling her usual role as um, as as kind of young spunky guidance for the boys. <laughs> uh. I- we made a bunch of jokes during this episode, especially during some some more serious moments. But I, I think this is a really good episode. Like I like the yeah, yeah it's good. I uh, I, I still I, I, I remember not liking this. I, I remember really disliking this 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 kind of split between Dean and Sam that Sam is totally unaware of. Right? Like I really didn't like the fact that Dean was keeping the secret. On a rewatch and kind of thinking about it, I still like I don't like it. It's not good, and I don't like it, but it is kind of compelling. It's, uh, it's building compelling t- tension. Yeah, seeing Dean twist in the wind like this, I think, is actually kind of interesting. Like, I think it's, I think it's kind of good. Yeah, because it's, you know, he, he has his justification for it. It's not like when he just went and killed like, uh, Kitsune or whatever, and it just was like, oh, you kind of sense of violence. But this time, he's doing it to save his brother. We know it's wrong. And everything is like telling us on the surface, this is fine. Ezekiel seems like a good dude, but everything inside is telling us, no, there's some, some, something right here. So it's just building, building a real solid wall of tension, especially with Sam saying how good he feels. And you're like, oh God, this is going to backfire, isn't it? Yeah, this is it, 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 like, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really into this. Supernatural has always been really good at openers, though. Like the first couple of episodes I've ever seen, like it really sets a good tone. So I'll be interested to see where this goes. Um, yeah. Can I can I read you a little trivia? Sure thing. Before I ask this, where do you think the episode title comes from? Uh, what was the episode title? Devil May Care. Oh, um, of course, the um, Devil May Cry video game series. This title may be a reference to a James Bond novel of the same name by Sebastian Fox, or a reference to Devil May Cry based on its similar theme of the main characters killing demons. <laughs> okay, well, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. I love the trivia section so much uh, in Supernatural. Thank you. Uh, any any last thoughts, or do you want to get out of here? Do you want to you want to you want to cut it loose? No. Um. Hopefully, hopefully this season will stay level. The tension will stay there. We'll keep it interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week for making this show and many others happen. Um, it's been hugely gratifying. We, we sent out all those, uh, collapsible can insulators and we start, we're just now starting to get pictures back from everything. So it's been really, really cool seeing those come out. So thank you for sharing those back with us. Yes. Um, look forward to more of that. I'm going to try to find like cool stuff to do on the patron and the Patreon for, and send stuff out. Uh, the only the only hard part of that is international shipping, and hopefully my, my hookup at the post office will continue to let me do it for two dollars <laughs> a pop instead of eighteen dollars to send something to Australia. Jesus Christ! Uh, 
so thank you to everybody that's doing that. You can talk to me on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are at local bones. The podcast is at MOTW cast. You can find everything monster of the week related at monster of the week. Cool. We will be back next week with an episode that is teased as saying Castiel is haunted. No, that would be best better. Castiel is hunted <laughs> by the angels. Uh, oh. Much rather it be haunted by the angels. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like we say at the end of every episode, remember everybody, you gotta drain that basket. Gotta drain that basket. We're going to be really disappointed when they find out the origin of Drain That oh, Basket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, why did you make writing, us listen to this? I, I've sort of taken abbreviated notes, so I no longer say Crowley and Kevin are talking. I just say, like, C and K are talking. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel has just been easy, but now when I'm going through my notes, I get lost way easier. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time doing that, too. I ended up... Uh, also, I have a really hard time because if like two people are talking and you start using his a bunch for pronouns, I'm like, and so I just start saying my, my notes are so fucking overly, overly written. It's 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 ridiculous. So. All right, well, I should probably stop recording. Okay, say that. Damn, almost two hours ago. What are we doing? I am going to go make some gumbo. Probably. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna freaking game, bro. Are you? What you gaming? I've I sadly have been playing Skyrim. Oh, you know what? No, I, I wasn't even playing Skyrim last night. I played Onimusha. The remaster came out, and I fucking love Onimusha. You better believe I do. Is it's that a samurai game? The uh, I saw a thing on Twitter. I think Tamora was talking about this, uh, and he was saying like they changed the controls because it used to be tank controls, but now it's like more of a third person action game, and like the bosses just can't possibly keep up with that well. Well, you can move. Um, that- you can now use the um, the whatever it's called, the analog stick, which mm-hmm. definitely helps. So yeah, no, I guess it's no longer like fully fully tank controls. Um, but I just played this game. I just played it on PS2, and it does not feel that different. It oh, just okay. looks better. It looks a little bit better. It actually appealed um, to me. The um, it it appealed to me that like if it was be remarkably easy and was like a pretty quick experience, I was thinking about just picking it up because it's the year of the samurai. So I'm, I was thinking I, about just I mean, like leaning into the samurai and just like going along with I, it. I really like Onimusha. It feels like a a more action-focused early Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. You're solving small puzzles, but mostly what you're doing is you are attacking enemies and absorbing their souls right after by holding down a button. And I gotta say, there's like an arcadey feel to it that is really fun. And like the, the gameplay loop of like hack up these enemies, absorb their souls, go level up, come back, do some more, buy a boss, solve a puzzle, and then get through it. It's it's very I found it very satisfying. Um, the voice acting is super handy and stilted, and it's burned into my memory because i just could not beat the first boss when i was a kid so i had to keep doing it over and over and over again um but yeah it's i i still really like it a lot and i played it like i said a year ago and it held up for me really well so uh i think playing it for the first time it's cheap there's an achievement for beating the game under under three hours it's not a long game mm-hmm. i think you could do it or watch I mean, watch some uh watch the video of it or something yeah I know. it's called I, 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 onimusha warlords which is funny because like that I don't think got shit to do with shit. Like they show like a big samurai battle on a field, and Oda Nobunaga, this like great general from like Japanese history, is there. But like, none of that has anything to fucking do with anything. <laughs> You're just like in a castle, and it's quiet, spooky. You fight demons, and that's it. Nice.
Well, I might, I might check that out. I've been meaning to watch a video, but also I'm doing another Immortal Unchained playthrough to play along with Bonfire Side uh, Chat. So I've been, I've been doing I, that. I've been thinking about getting Maybe when it's on sale, I'll pick it up. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you would like that game or not. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if I would either. I don't, I don't want to just like be like hating on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I'm like kind of craving a new Dark Souls experience. Um, Sekiro comes out, and I know that's not really going to be a Dark Souls experience, but. Yeah, I um, I almost think, despite my problems I had with Ashen, I almost think you would be more into Ashen than you would. Does the aesthetic of uh, Immortal like put you off at all? Like, are you are you into that kind of weird, clunky sci-fi kind of looking thing? I'm less into sci-fi, but I also don't really know what this game looks like. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I've seen like, like pictures of it, and I think I have seen a video that you or somebody posted at some point. But yeah, yeah, um, it's. I would I would look into that or Ashen. Like if you're craving that Souls experience, Ashen it has problems, especially with difficulty. But it's it's there's some really beautiful shit, and it's it's a little bit shorter too. Though, so. mm-hmm. well, maybe that's what I'll do. Start looking into some videos tonight. Cool. Well, you were are constantly sounding like T Pain, so I'm going to hang up on you now. Fuck yeah! All right, I'll later. Later. Gamer. Gamer. Hail and well met, gamer. I feel like I'm a dinosaur that just found out that it's now fossil fuels. Oh no. Is that a common feeling? I don't know what Hello <laughs> That feels like there should be a German word for that that we that is really long and full of consonant. It's like it's kind of like deja vu, but it's it's you know something you can't quite put your your finger on. Or your talon. Or your or your feathers because Or your talon. Yeah. Or your beak. Or your beak. Because all dinosaurs are birds, apparently. So all of our childhood mm-hmm. bullshit is just completely fucking ruined. They're the same, but they got feathers. Yeah, again, fucking ruined. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure the brontosaurus I'm that sure was, they're majestic. Was fake. <laughs> yeah. We had fake we went from fake brontosaurus. Oh I'm sorry, we went from real brontosaurus to fake brontosaurus back again to real brontosaurus so you know and somewhere in there is dinobots and that shit was just that just i mean that's that's just over with now we don't even nobody even talks about dinobots anymore there was beast wars where uh megatron was a Uh t-rex um i had his toy it was pretty fresh not gonna lie um but also optimus prime was a gorilla so gorilla beats t-rex i'm not so sure uh, I mean, I feel like this is one of those like, would you want to face one horse, one giant horse, or a thousand mini horses? Like, I feel like if there was more than one gorilla, <laughs> the gorillas could put up a pretty good fight against a T Rex. Against a T Rex? I mean, I don't feel like. I mean, I was gonna say I don't feel like I could take on T Rex, but I'm no gorilla. So. <laughs> well, I mean, me and you are not gorillas. We are not athletic. <laughs> We're not majestic athletic animals of the jungle. No. <laughs> Um, that are reasonably intelligent and know some words. Tiny, <laughs> tiny penises, though. Extremely tiny penises. I don't mean us. I mean the gorilla. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I just rolled with you. That's a. That's a. I'm gonna Google this. Oh God, I'm gonna. Oh wow. Gorilla. New tab. Incognito. Size. No, I'm just doing it right on my own. Um. Okay, well, first and first, mostly, male humans outgun any other primate species when it comes to schlinging dogs. Is it so is, is that the exact actual quote? Did they say outgun and schlinging dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> it does say outgun, though. Male humans outgun any other primate species. Outgun? Uh, for example... That's an aggressive way to say that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's phallic, almost. For example, male gorillas can weigh as much as 400 pounds 
180 kilos for the rest of the world, but their erect penis length is only about 1.5 inches or four centimeters. That's little. That's that's a tiny penis. I mean, no shame. So you like, you can do a lot with an gotta, inch and a half. So. As, I mean, when you're 400 pounds, it gets a little harder. <laughs> I guess there's some positioning that you really have to work out, you know? Um, also, the, the so that's just like the little snapshot. Like, that's of Google. Like, I didn't have to click on anything, and it gave me that. Also, I, I wrote gorilla penis size, but I left off the E in size, so it just says gorilla penises. Um, Ooh. The, so that's the first thing. And the second link right below it from livescience.com. Or probably live science. It says ideal in quotations. Penis size depends on height. Genital evolution. Do I want to? I don't. I don't know if I want to. You don't want. My, you don't want to go further than my, this. My ad history. It suddenly have like uh, Cialis ads or whatever in my inbox. Um, you're gonna be. You're gonna be just bombarded with ads for a long and long longer. <laughs> here's a here's a question for you, Jeremy. Oh God! I hope it's not about my penis. Why do humans? It's not about your penis. Oh, it's about okay, it's about the world's general. penis. It's about the royal penis. The, the, the royal. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is just the royal we. Why do we evolve big penises but small testicles? I mean, I I am not a scientist. I am not speak for yourself. I am not. Speak I am not. Yourself. I am not a dick or ball scientist. I am not educated oh. enough. But. uh I would assume it's because uh, men have always traditionally been assholes, and so women have just con- continually kicked us in the balls to the point where we we, we shrunk them mm-hmm. down so they would not be affected. Uh, uh-uh, not me. Huge nuts. Huge nuts. Nothing. Huge else. nuts, Chris. Nothing else. Got, just just uh, um, just two big old uh, two big old banging bowling balls down there, huh? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Back in my hospital days, I I seventy inch. I didn't inseam. tell you about the dead. <laughs> I didn't tell you about, well, I didn't tell you about the dead man's penis catheter. I didn't tell you that story. But once I went into a patient's room, and there, uh, there was an, he was an older gentleman, and he couldn't really move on his own. And his, uh, his testicular area had swollen. Mm-hmm. It was about the size of a coconut. Okay. Um, it was purple and blue, not normal colors. Mm-hmm. And we had to do something to get the spelling down. And I think I remember weirdly, is, one of the nurses this, was like, "I don't know what to do." Is this again the royal we, or is this actually you and somebody else? This is me. This, this has happened to me in my this, life. This isn't humanity I, I, as a whole. Like we no, ha- we have to do no, no, something no, no, no. about this threat. <laughs> this is this is Chris and the nurse that he was helping. Uh, I worked with almost all women. I worked with one other guy, and uh, she was in there. She was like, "I just I don't really know what." to do to like help this man because they're like he's getting bed sores where he he doesn't want bed sores and i was like yeah lady i don't know i'm 19 i still have braces like i'm clearly still trying to figure it out like things are not i'm like i'm not ready to help this (laughs) this is literally the first time that i've ever seen another man's testicles okay i've i literally have no idea what to do right now yeah (laughs) i i for as far as i knew i was the only one who had them and this is a lot for me to take in right now I thought it was just me. And that act- honestly, it takes a big load off my shoulders, but at the same time, mine aren't this big, and I don't know if that's normal. Did you did you mean to use the word load right there? Because if so, that was a real loaded sentiment. <laughs> um, so, th- I don't remember the, the full 
how everything went down. But I remember the nurse left, and then like two seconds later, the only other dude that we worked with came in. He was like, "All right, Chris, you, we're, we're going to take care of this. Don't worry about it." And he took a pillowcase and he like like cradled it around the, this man's swollen region from like the top, and, from the top down, or from, from the bottom? No, up? like from the from the bottom, like okay. a hammock. So like you were going to present this to a to a king. Like here's yeah, here's a kinda. pillow with some testicles on it. And what he did was like he took like a couple pillowcases and tied them together. And he positioned it just so underneath the man's basket and tied the ends of these pillowcases to like the edges of the bed. So it was just his his basket was lifted yeah. in this in this small hammock. And you, you know what? By the end of the weekend, the swelling had gone down. Sure. So we we made a we made a, a hammock for this guy's nuts. I mean he probably had and, sepsis and because all of that fluid just went right back into his body where it wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've ruined um, that man's liver. <laughs> I mean, while I'm here, I guess I could tell that I'm. Well, t- I'm just telling it. Wait, wait real, real quick. I just, I just, I got to know what? a little bit more. Like this dude is is cradling some basket. Yeah. Like he's he's weaving. Uh-huh. Like you might even say that yeah. he is some sort of. Say, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is the what is the anime that's the um you be the Earth guy and the Air guy? What is that? I believe that's called Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's it was the a Nickelodeon television. Show. So he's like he's he's like a testicular bender over here. What is what is the guy with the huge swole boss doing? Like he's he's just out. He's not he's not awake for this process. He, yeah, he was sort of not. He was he was there, but he wasn't. He was probably asleep. Um, but he wasn't. He wasn't he could, like talking to you about his huge. He wasn't like nuts. my basket. <laughs> what are you doing to my basket? My basket. <laughs> my marbles are spilling out of my basket. My basket. Um, I, th- I assume that he would go high, real, real high pitched for that too. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey guys, what are you doing to my basket? <laughs> I we I saw some bigger ones in my lifetime too. Was some closer to watermelon size. Oh my uh, god. You know, yeah, like real like problems. And honestly, that I don't know what they did. Obviously, they had to probably they had to do something. But I remember like seeing this man later, and he was fine. And I was like, "Oh, for sure, dude. Did they like just like blow it up or like what?" <laughs> but you gotta drain that I, basket. It's we- yeah, it's woven gotta, you, too tight. You had to, you had to drain the basket. My second day of work, I was nineteen. I had braces. I just I I had the braces detail just to show how naive I was because if you're nineteen and you have braces, your life is not you have not matured. You know. Or you just got fucked up teeth, like I. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I so I just things weren't looking great for Chris, for young Chris. I was wearing a choker, not like a choker like you see now. It was like a piece of string wrapped around my neck. Uh, it wasn't cool, but I wanted it to be cool. Did it symbolize um, like your sadness over something? It's absolutely what it symbolized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wrap this around my neck and I will never untie it until I become happy again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually I just took it off because I was self-conscious. So I could do with that what you will. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say just like the soap kept getting hung up on it. <laughs> you just finally took it off. <laughs> yeah. I was like my second day of work and people in my, this department didn't like me because they thought that I was trained to do a certain job that I wasn't trained to do. It all worked out in the end. But um, for these like first couple weeks, they really didn't like me. and. I'm standing with this woman, it's like 7am, and she's like, do you want coffee? I was like, I don't drink coffee. Little did I know, one day Chris would be a coffee addict. But she's like, oh, alright, let me show you the nurse's station. And she's showing me the nurse's station, and then this guy is like flatlining on like the monitor that we're looking at. And I was like, should we uh, do something about that? I've watched a lot of TV, and I know that when they're flatlining, it's bad. And she was like, no, they're doing that on purpose, which is like, whatever this is it was a dnr or whatever i didn't understand any of this i didn't understand that the family had come in given consent and said their goodbyes and all this had already been done to me i just this was happening in real time 
later in that day, she was like, well, let me just go and train you how to deal deal with some certain things because because he's not, you know, he's not going to mind. Let me train you, you how to kill this man. Let me train you how to kill this man. So I don't want to just, I don't want to give the impression that they were having me do experiments on a, a deceased man. She was just like, well, if you screw it up, it's okay because you're not going to hurt him. Um, because he had a catheter in and it had to come out before he was put in the body bag. So she was like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. And I don't even remember. God, why did I? Agree I don't really remember the this. logistics of it, but I had to touch it. I had to take a, I take a dead man's penis in my hand and like take, get the catheter and like take it out. And as I'm doing it, like it honestly wasn't that big of a deal other than like the reality of I'm, I'm holding a dead man's penis in my hand. That's strange. Um, but taking the catheter, it was like, whatever. And then just the last second, she was just like, oh, you got to be careful because, and then like it popped out and, yeah. and dead man's urine, pee. Urine flew everywhere. Yep. It flew everywhere. Thankfully, we were wearing like full hazmat suits. Um, <laughs> not hazmat suits. We were like fully covered. Otherwise, that could have been bad. But yeah, that was my second day at work. And I'm sorry. I feel like I I just come off as so callous and it fucked up for saying all of this. Um But it's an experience I had. I think I've kind of forgotten about a lot of the weird experiences I had there, but they're all coming back. I uh I have to say I'm I get real uh squeegee about uh stuff like like I don't want to I don't want to see I don't want to see anybody's naked butt right like I just I'm just I'm just I just don't want to see anybody's naked butt like if I know you in person okay. if I've met you in real life I don't want to see your naked butt right. for any reason um but I had a lot of friends that were like they would do like dick tricks that would be like like that tap on someone's shoulder and they would turn around and like they were they're they would have their dick in their face or something and i just yeah i'm I'm just not here for any of that stuff at all not, no ne- yeah no i was i'm not i'm not here for that kind of tomfoolery i just had medical tomfoolery well i mean i, I, to I was just gonna say with. that also extends to like a dead man's dick like i don't want to see a dead man's yeah. and i know it's fine like i know i would and especially if, like in this situation like if you know hey this is the only job i could get now you have to take catheters out of dead men i'd be like okay well this puts food on my table and l- allows me to buy this shit ton of soap and <laughs> antibacterial <laughs> disinfectant that i have to bathe myself in every night so i can manage to walk into my house yeah some stains <laughs> don't wash off <laughs> yeah the moment the moment that that the moment that you took that dead man's dick in your hand, did you have that thought of from this point forward, I will never be clean? Like I'll never have, I will never have. Like I could never be Lancelot in that comic book I read as a child. <laughs> it was just sort of like of all the roads I've walked, how did I end up here? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that's really only the first of of many many things. And when, honestly, now that I'm thinking about them or saying this out loud, I, it does feel like it's super fucked up. But to me, I'm like, these are just funny things because they happened to me and I had to deal with it, but, like, people dying. It's sad. I will I will say that the nurse being like, you know, come pull this tube out of a dead man is, I mean, like, I guess the family gave consent and, like, you have, but, like, it wasn't like you were in a learning environment, right? Like, they, you, I guess you were, were you training yeah. to be a nurse? Like, were you in I was training school? to, like, be a, a nurse's assistant. I wasn't hired to be one. Okay. And so when I, I was thrown into that situation and they were like, oh, you're the nurse's assistant, right? I was like, no. Um, I was what called as a mobility technician or something. I was supposed to just help move patients in their bed um, so that they wouldn't get bed sores and stuff. People who couldn't move on their own, I would help them move. That was my job. But they just were quickly like, yeah, no, we just need you to be a CNA. So we're going to have you just be a CNA uh, and then we'll get you registered to do it, which I eventually like took the test to do it or whatever, but um, or got certified to do it. But yeah, at first they were just throwing me into it. That's why that like department hated me so much because they're like, "Oh, you're supposed to be able to know how to do all this stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, fucking, I don't though." 
because <laughs> nobody hired me for this. Uh, and so she was like, all right, well, I'll just show you some things. And here, you're going to have to eventually know how to do catheters. Guess what? I, that was the only time I ever had to do that. <laughs> I was about to say, how many times How many times have you done uh, calculus since high school? And how many times have you taken <laughs> a catheter out of a dead yeah, man yeah. since this job? <clears throat> yeah, zero. I, I emptied a lot of catheters in colostomy bags, but that's like emptying the bag. That's yeah, not yeah. I mean, that's, like, that's just disposal at that point. That's not interacting. I can't believe I used to do all that. Jeez. To all the nurses or nurse assistants out there oh, who are listening to this Serious props. Serious uh, props. Yeah. Because that is some... Uh, yeah, I'm just... I am just not I'm, here I mean, for that. My body is not equipped. And I know that like doctors save lives, but one time a doctor spilled my Gatorade and then asked if I was going to clean it up, and I almost killed him with my hands. That's, I mean, so I don't... I don't, I don't respect doctors. <laughs> I feel like the judge would be like, wait a minute, you, tell me about the Gatorade again? <laughs> yeah. like right before yeah, sentencing. I, I only had $2 and I went to the vending machine and I used those $2 to get a Gatorade because I couldn't afford any food because I was too poor. And this doctor came in and he spilled my Gatorade. And then I came back to the nurse's station like five minutes later and it was everywhere. And he was like, oh, was that yours? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, you should probably clean that up. And I was like, there was nobody else around. So it was this motherfucker. And I just wanted to put his face in it. I Sometimes I regret not doing it. Man, I mean, the things we do to keep a job that we kind of hate and don't really want to do anyway. I was like, I don't even know this guy. And he spilled my Gatorade. And not only did he not go, oh, shit, I should clean that up. Or like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I spilled it. But I got stuff to do. I'm a doctor. I was like, yeah, sure, I guess. But he just said, you should probably clean that up. you (laughs) i was trying to think of like the grossest thing that i've ever done involving like other people and uh it's just it's just when i used to do like residential uh internet installations so like i would go to people's houses and do like you know install a dsl modem and get them on high speed internet and uh like everybody's house is like a certain amount of fucked up right like and and it's important in this life to partner with another person who is exactly the same amount of like fucked up tidiness that you have i think like you have to figure <laughs> that out like that's the yeah. you have to figure out what you're gonna have for dinner every single night like look forward to that for the rest of your life and also like you need to have the same amount of mess those are the two most important <laughs> things in relationships sex is like seven like it's way down on the list uh but i remember going to this trailer in lake charles and uh like it was a trailer park which is no big deal but the trailer was kind of run down and I was like, oh man. And at the time our, our uniform were these bright yellow shirts <laughs> with a black, with a black logo on them. And I'm, so I'm like standing there and like, you know, I'm like 120 pounds soaking wet. I'm super, th- like, I'm so skinny. <laughs> like it was giant dorky glasses, like a real shitty 19 year old uh, goatee happening. And I'm like, oh God, this is going to be weird. And sure enough, like I walked into this person's house and literally did not want to touch a single thing in it. And oh no, I actually, I went so far as to like very carefully, like, install the modem so i didn't have to touch anything like i i I went to he was like where 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 does this plug into my computer and i'm like well you have a network cable and like you you plug this into into that and he's like oh my computer is under the desk and i looked down and i was like you know why don't i mean like it looks kind of precarious i'd hate to harm any of your equipment why don't you just go ahead and plug that in for me (laughs) and then i looked at this dude's keyboard because i had to like you know change his ip configuration or whatever to be able to get online and i was like i'm not touching that like this looks like it looks like have you ever seen that movie uh what is the name of the movie the Nicolas cage movie that's about like child porn or whatever um but it looked like a place that child pornography was filmed like it was just Uh dingy and Uh disgusting like Uh it was super gross Uh i can't Maybe something millimeter. I don't remember the name of that movie, but whatever. Uh, 
looked it was just really gross and that that to me was like the low point i was like i don't ever want to do that again please protect, let me yeah. go to the the commercial yeah. installs so i don't have to do this <laughs> i don't remember what my low point was because it might have just been that second day um it, it, there was a lot of poop stuff yeah that yeah. i won't because it's after it's like sick uh c diff i don't remember what c diff even stands for but we had to like suit up for that Again, shout out to nurses. They know. They know. Um, it's it's like infective or infectious. I don't fucking know. Clearly, like I I don't know what I was doing there. I was an English major, and I would walk around. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't fucking, seem like a good fit, to be honest with no, you. No, <laughs> I I don't know what I was doing. Like I just was somehow there. I mean, it paid pretty well when I was in college. Um, but it just my my sister worked at the hospital like in a different field and just was like hey they have an opening you should apply and i applied and then she, when it was awful she was like you're not quitting because you put my name down as a recommendation <laughs> so i'm not letting you quit i was like oh okay in the end it was good for me but uh it was a lot of experience jesus yeah that's that's just terrifying i don't which leads me back to my the point at hand oh why why do gorillas have such small dicks is that what yeah, we're going or, or can, can they beat a t-rex <laughs> Can, can how big are t-rex dicks uh yeah. would you rather have one million gorillas um, with inch and a half dicks or one gorilla with one six inch dick did dinosaurs have penis just one just singular just, just penis a singular penis everything you wanted to know about dinosaur sex I hope you open that up and it's a blank page because that would be the answer for me. I literally don't want to know anything more about this subject. The fucking picture that it's using. This is naughty. (laughs) Let me send it to you. I'm just going to text it to you. Uh, Well, I have to put this in the show notes now, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. It's just like one of them like looking at the camera like, (laughs) there's an upraised tail just, just near its head. It's like, I'm about to go fucking head first. There's a baby dinosaur in the background saying, not the mama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is too long. I needed bullets and points. I I mean, my question wasn't how they mate. I said, do they have penises? Oh, that is a very sexy picture of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's on okay, the Smithsonian, too. Did dinosaurs too. have penises? Okay. So far, no dinosaur has been found with any sort of reproductive system preserved, or two dinosaurs preserved in mating positions, so the fossil record is still silent. So we don't know if they fucked. Damn, do dinosaurs fuck? <laughs> okay, but, but, that but. That should be our new podcast. Ducks, yeah, did dinosaurs fuck? Um, ducks and waterfowl penises are a unique and uh, mm-hmm. derived condition, mm-hmm. not informative at all for dinosaurs. Oh, fuck, okay. Is it ducks or pigs that have the corkscrew penis or cats no cats have barbed penises and and ducks have this the corkscrew ones pigs have corkscrew tails i think that's the mix-up oh i just just assumed that was their penis is that not their penis <laughs> i just thought their penis was on their butt i thought that's look i don't i don't know ag okay i don't have an ag degree like some people what is ag agriculture agriculture yeah autumn has a dairy science major like that's what she went to school for so dairy science yeah. autumn <laughs> she's all into that shit literally she had to like stick her her old arm up a cow's butt for school oh my god what yeah yeah what is, oh no i'm sorry 120 125 million year old giant mummy what it, it cuts off what does it say <laughs> oh 125 million year old giant mummified penis baffle scientists this is from World Viral News, so I don't I think don't, it's legit. I don't think that that's yeah. 
I'm going to send you the picture anyway, just to brighten up your day. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I want to see a 125 million year old penis. I'm it's not clickbait. Sure. Don't worry about I, I'm it. I'm not sure that I'm ready for that. It just has the three dots on the uh, on the text app, and I'm just I'm just on fucking I'm with bated breath over here. Yeah. Waiting, yeah. Oh my go. god! That oh my god! That <laughs> picture, Chris. That's my dick. What? <laughs> that's just yeah, my bitch. dick. <laughs> How did they get a cast of my dick? Autumn said she wouldn't share that with anybody. <laughs> that was supposed to be between that us. Cast she took that cast. She took on our wedding night <laughs> of my extremely flaccid and huge penis. <laughs> She told me it was, that it was only for, for me. her to take a cast of my penis on her wedding night, but oh I never thought God. she'd share it with the world. I just thought that's what dairy science majors did. Yeah, she said it. Was, she said it was for her quote records. <laughs> signs you're in a signs you're in a bad relationship. <laughs> can, can I take a cast of your penis for my records? Um, oh yeah, just a picture of it's some, of some um, yeah, just some some, some dino humping, yeah. There's a picture of some breasts now, just on on Google, not not related to dinosaur um, re- reproductivity at all. That's not the way you we're say going that. to uh, finish this podcast tonight. And I'm going to put all of these pictures on the Discord with absolutely no context whatsoever, and just just oh let, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be and it'll, it'll just be like a combination of people defending racist truck and huge dino penis. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the two fuck things yeah. that's going to be happening in the Discord. See if I can find one last good one for you before we get this podcast started. Oh man, people are uh, people are getting their their huggies in. Hell yeah! Oh, I, I need. I can't find. It. I need to write that Just, person back that sent that DM. Oh, the the Dark Souls DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured if I didn't know if like if I read the message if it would clear the notification for you. That's why I told you about it. Um, I think you use the Twitter app, and I used that other app, so I still had a notification for it. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, this is the last one. One final um, crown to wear upon uh, your head. Is that what we're calling these? We're calling these crowns now? Yeah. I'm going to have some weird search results now, but, you know, that's okay. Oh, God, it's late. Yeah, we should we should probably do it. Whoa! Look at those tiny little T-Rex arms. They look... Honestly, Chris, they look very cozy. Tiny T-Rex <laughs> arms just look... Don't they look just real cozy together? Like, I, I wouldn't even believe that that's not how they fuck. That's just how they lay. <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. Okay, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, uh, I'll try to remember to cut this part out, but uh, for season 10, let's just make a... Like, get some real crazy dinosaur photos and just Photoshop the boys <laughs> in them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just the craziest know, yeah. fucking dinosaur photos yeah. you could possibly come up with. Oh, oh shit. Not too late to change the theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better when it comes up naturally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is what that T Rex is thinking right now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh whoa! So I was loading up my novel just now. I, I had never checked the page count. Three hundred ninety-eight pages. Goodness gracious! That's a lot. That's a, that's too many. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to record a podcast finally. This episode isn't as uh, juicy as the first one, so we might not have to be here for three and a half hours. I don't know, man. We got we got 
I mean, it's not as I don't think it's as how many how much time are we going to spend talking about the looks that Dean gives Sam? Because that's it really. You know, they, we're we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this in the podcast. I yeah. don't, this is an outtakes material. Um, OK, <clears throat> let me just go ahead and refill my water since we're here. I'll be right back. OK. A reading from Supernatural Nevermore. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've read this before or not, but no. Aldo zipped up. Look, why are you asking? Realizing he had pushed it too far, Dean backed off. No biggie. I just thought it might have been the same girl. I'm definitely. Oh, this is, yeah, because they were peeing beside each other at a urinal, and I thought that that was just tremendous. Um, okay, I'm just going to start at this quote. Oh, maybe next time. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's do it. I tried to do a reading from Supernatural Nevermore, but there wasn't enough time. Yeah. I started reading something I'd already read before, and, you know, that's no good. I was actually thinking about that the other day, that um, that really died down when we stopped doing two episodes per. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, um, I, we just don't take breaks anymore, so that doesn't really happen. Right. Um, I think I said Alex last time. Yeah. We'll do. Did I do Alex or Ashley? Do you remember? You did Alex. Okay, we'll do Ashley. We've got like four Ashleys on there, so that'll be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just knock four out with one. One, thank you. <laughs> uh, Chris, catch us up on season nine so far. Holy shit! I just realized they didn't run a run so far. <laughs> Can you? Are you going to off the cuff it? Do you want me to? Uh, do you want to? You want me to? You want to put a cut here so we can? You can, you can quickly uh, write one. What you want to do? Okay, no, it's cool. Uh, whew, um, let's see. Last time on Supernatural, <laughs> Sam got married, but he doesn't know it yet. Dean Winchester, brother. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, so. Um, an angel is insane. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. I, mean, I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? We can just take a break real quick. And we this, can is put this, in the always, this is why I always pause the episode. When I, I watch the road so far on Supernatural, I pause and then I write it. I didn't fucking pause it last night. I think Netflix just skipped the road so far on me. Uh, um, yeah, give me a second. Let me see if I can crank something out really quick. What the fuck happened last episode? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm almost there. <clears throat> oh no, keep going. I was uh, I saw a tweet the other day that said instead of saying that you're sending somebody details, you just need to say that you're eating them deets. And so I've been trying to incorporate <laughs> yeet deets for <laughs> into everything. So I just wrote it in the Discord. I just wanted you to know that in case you're not looking at the Discord. <laughs> Eat those deets, Chris. I can't like word this right. It's driving me crazy. There. This tweet says uh, Suzuki getting choked out on my timeline more than he was on fanfic.net back in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I did my best. <laughs> Do you want me to just read it and pretend like I didn't miss any time at all? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You, want to, you want me to cue you back up so you're ready? Yeah, let's just do this. 
Chris, catch us up with what's been happening in season nine. Sure, that's true. Just, now he knows what all those uh, red tissues in the back in the, ba- in the yeah, trash basket yeah. is. You got to drain that basket, Sam. I don't know if you remember, but you got to drain that basket. You got to get rid of it. It's not fair to everybody else in the bunker. I'm going to name this episode "Drain That Basket" so that people think that uh, that's the joke that we're going to base it off, oh, and then they're going to get yeah, to the yeah. outtakes and then be really surprised about draining yep. baskets. Uh, yep. Um. 